You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Hey everybody, this is the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. Uh, I'm super excited to have Joe Maldonado, a uh, poet over there, catching up with uh, Joe in uh, Queens. Hey Joe, uh, welcome to the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And uh, uh, before popping on, Joe and I were sharing, Joe had gone to Providence College and uh, I, I grew up in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, had many friends uh go to providence college of course i went to the university of rhode island joe i didn't tell you that oh, so okay. pc playing uh, <laughs> providence college in basketball yeah, I, I was not the best uh, citizen towards <laughs> providence college in those games <laughs> but uh great great institution great institution and uh love to hear the providence connection and of course reaching you from new york city i've um I've uh, got into your your, your poetry, uh, including uh, Skeleton American uh, Subterranean uh, Summer, and uh, recently a uh, very crafty and intriguing title, The Beautiful Ugliness of Being, uh, a, a volume that you have out. Um, we talk poetry on this show sometimes, so so Joe, ha- have at it. Tell us tell us about these poems. Tell about tell us about you as a poet. Um, okay. So for me, uh, I would say, I think like most artists and writers, you know, uh, poetry just kind of started as just something personal, really, you know, just kind of a way to let my feelings out, you know, on paper and maybe kind of a way of even trying to explore some of my thoughts and feelings just on different things going on personally, things going on in the world. Uh, yeah, I don't usually tend to have, you know, a set topic or something that I'm going to write on, you know, it's sort of just, you know, as things come to me, that's always kind of been my method of writing is just, uh, in the moment, whatever's on my mind, you know, and it could be sparked by anything, either something going on personally, you know, something I saw on the news or, you know, just something I overheard somebody else talking about, you know, I mean, it could. To me, poetry can come from anywhere, really. Um, yeah, and again, I think I started probably, you know, late high school, early college years, just kind of writing stuff in notebooks and things like that. And then, uh, you know, as time moved on, you know, especially in college, kind of, you know, in classes and stuff, uh, you know, I found that people kind of got something out of, you know, either reading my poetry or hearing me read it. And then, you know, that's kind of where I started getting the idea of, okay, maybe, you know, I can kind of put some of this out there in the world and just see what other people think of it. You know, it was never really uh, meant as a a business mover (laughs) or, you know, a a money-making venture. You know, I I don't think many people expect anything in poetry to be really a money. Everybody rushing into the poetry biz, right? (laughs) Right, right. Poetry biz, right? (laughs) Exactly. So it was more just, um, yeah, you know, just a way to connect with people, you know, and it's, you know, once you start putting it out there and, you know, you start hearing people, oh, you know, that, that poem you read about, you know, growing up, 
as a Puerto Rican in the suburbs, you know, that, that really, you know, I connected to that. And it's like, oh, wow, okay, so maybe this stuff isn't just all in my head and on paper, you know, it could help me connect with other people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of when I just started, you know, putting some stuff out there, putting some books together, you know, the first book, Subterranean Summer, that's, uh, it's actually been 10 years, this year it'll be 10 years. Congrats. That one came out. Um, yeah, and then like you said, uh, there was Skeleton American, which was kind of released right in the middle of COVID and the pandemic and all that. Um, so maybe a little kind of darker yeah. <laughs> poems, uh, kind of fitting with just what was going yeah, on. There, and, and there's tough to pr- tough to produce those beautiful flowers regularly uh, <laughs> during during yeah. the pandemic. Well, tell me about the title, "The Beautiful Ugliness of Being." You know, I, I hear I see the word "being." Right, this is a philosophy mm-hmm. show, uh-huh. and um, you know, you know, "being" is such a, is such a great word. Uh, mm. I think about Milan Kundera, who recently just passed away. Uh, the yeah. bearable lightness of being. You know, thinking about right. that title and. Right. Um, and the beautiful ugliness of being. When I read the title, I I understood it somehow. Um, mm. But uh, uh, tell us tell us what you're thinking about. You know, I read uh, read your poems. Uh, the the like many, much poetry. There's kind of you know uh, bigger aspirations and in, in beauty of what humans are, and then there's the sloppiness. Mm. of humans uh the the injustice and uh, all these type of things in there is that uh is that the beautiful ugliness or, or what are we getting at yeah i, I think you kind of hit it right on the on the head a bit there uh yeah and obviously like you mentioned um the unbearable lightness of being that was a book that I read many years ago, but it's always stuck with me. So, like, yeah, I, I, not even consciously, but that kind of <laughs> once I came up with that, the title of the poem, which is where the title of the book comes from, then you know, dawned on me a bit later that oh, yeah, it's kind of that connection with uh, the that book that you mentioned. Um, but yeah, the, the beautiful ugliness to, of being to me, it's just kind of embrace a way of embracing in our personal lives and just in the whole world you know i mean you can't go on instagram or flip on the tv or you know going on any any you know any of these social media things you know i mean you can't help but see some terrible tragedy that's going on somewhere in the world i mean that's and I mean, you know, it's been throughout history. Of course, there's been numerous terrible things that just happen every day. I mean, and we can sit here and ponder and and worry about all all those terrible things going on. But uh, somehow, to me, there's always you know the flip side of it. You know, um, like the old uh, thing about Mister Rogers. You know, whenever you see a tragedy on TV, you look for the helpers. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, so it's I, beautiful. You know, so to me, that's always it's beautiful. Kind of trying to find the positive and trying to find the good in the world, even regardless of all the terrible things that are just going that are happening, that are going to keep happening. That we, you know, some things that we can try to prevent from happening, and then there's others that are just way too big for us to even comprehend and just too big and out of our control, but we can always try to find, okay, what can I do in this moment 
that's good, you know, that I can either bring good to the world in some way or good yeah. to myself in some way just to try to, you know, self have some type of self-care. So, you know, to me, it's just all that, trying to find the positivity no matter what this crazy world will throw at us next, you know? Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate um, that and, and the instinct towards it because for me, for me, and, and, and I've written poetry. I'm a writer, so I, I can identify and, and connect with uh, poets and writers. And like, and it's not about, it's about sensitivity, right? So mm. there's 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 this. Um, however, you made up, there can be this super sensitivity to uh, the world, or um, and or to sounds. Mm. And I, I there's something beautiful about poetry for me is that I've I've seen it as like this kind of crystallization of. Of, 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 of words to express thoughts that maybe me as a philosopher or those who are mm. writing, 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 and writing, um, there's poetry when it works, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's captured it and pointing you at it in a, in a, in a few words, not, you know, as opposed mm. to theory, but it is a way to, um, to get at the truth. And I, I've always, you know, I mentioned the title because I, I, the unbearable lightness of being, it's always been a, a riddle in my head and you, your title's a riddle. And I like those type of riddles. Uh, the unbearable lightness of being is like how, I always thought it was like, how is it unbearable if being is light, right? You're not, you're not, uh, but you're not tethered to anything. You're, you don't, yeah, all these great ideas um, uh, that, that, that come from it. So um, tell me about the, uh, Tell me about uh, doing poetry uh, over by you. Uh, you know, I, I like to love New York City, and so so. What's what's it like for you? You got a, you got a group poets once in a while. You perform out there in New York City. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, th again, throughout my years, I spent time. I grew up in Long Island, you know, so I spend a lot of time. Shout out Strong there. Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I've spend a lot of time in different various groups, you know, between Long Island and the city. Um, about a year ago, I actually started uh, running an open mic in, in Queens. Um, and uh, we use uh, this idea of Bards Against Hunger, which was actually something that started out in Long Island. Uh, acquaintance of mine, James Wagner, he came up with this idea of using poetry events to sort of raise awareness about uh, food scarcity and trying to collect, you know, uh, have collections of food Thank and you. donations Thank you, to yeah. donations to uh, local food banks and things like that. So we uh, started this open mic again about a year ago, and we use it as a way to collect food and donate to food pantries and, and things like that. Um, and again, it's. Um, to me, I know. I mean, I know. Again, some people kind of use these things as like a business venture. You know, charge money and come do open mic. Ours event is just free. It's really just about trying to make a way of get a way of people to connect with each other and do some good for you know for the community. And yeah, we've had people come really from all over. I mean, we've even had people that are just stopping. Uh, in New York for the night on their way, you know, on, on a flight from Europe over to somewhere else in the United yeah, States. Yeah, that's, that's the, great about New York, in, right? That's and, a yeah, great. They're just, and they're just, you know, in New York for the night and they'll come, just, you know, they're into poetry, they see an open mic, they come and, and do some performances. So it's really just been a way to, great way to just connect with a whole bunch of different people, all walks of life. Some people, 
that have books out and are trying to get their poetry out there. Other people never read any of their poems in, in front of anybody before and they're just getting up there for the first time. And, and I think to me, that's, that's what I get out of poetry is just making those connections with people. Like I said, it's not really about I'm going to be rich, rich and famous off of this or anything like that. You know, it's just making connections with people. Well, it's, it's, you know, I mean, and, and there's, there's something powerful that within literary communities and poetry, you know, mm -hmm. so for me, I'm a, I'm a union organizer by day. So I see our, you know, I see our, and you know, what you're mentioning is like, how do you connect to people? What's, what's, what are quick ways, right? Cause <laughs> part of your poetry is, you know, our eyes are, our eyes are fuzzy. We're kind of right. walking around and, you know, and, you know, with, with the power of uh, poetry and, and, and word is, is, is organizing around uh, issues or showing people like, Hey, you know, I'm Joe and this, this shit hurts me and I'm confused by this, but you know, here's, here's how it came out. There's something so powerful in doing that. I mean, people think of music, poetry right. readings, uh, art yeah. performances. And that's for me is like, you know, why I do the show is because it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's performance. All right, Joe, uh, one of the big ones for you, uh, what is, what is, what is art? You're over there creating, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to get the words right. Um, but like for, for, for you, how do you, how do you view art? What, what is art and how do you connect to it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, art is, it's really any way that I guess, we try to express our, you know, our inner feelings in a way that's beyond just normal conversation. You know, I mean, I, I work in mental health too, you know, so that's, there's that part of connecting with people. Just tell me how you feel. I'm just having a chit chat. That's, that's one thing. But when it gets beyond that is where I think it turns into art, where it's more than just the normal everyday language we would use, you know, that could be either in a poem, it could turning, you know, turning it into a story of some sort or perform it, you know, uh, I've worked with a lot of storytellers, things like that, that they're able to just take a basic story, but make it something more, you know, love story, <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> you know, or, you know, of course, there's visual arts too, you know, and it's kind of like, how do you take a thought and then it's like turned into something that you just look at and you know the feeling that the person was going through just by looking at a painting or yeah. know, a drawing or something. It's like, so yeah, to me, art is anything where you're going beyond just that normal conversation. And I think to me, art, you know, to me, everybody is an artist of, of some sort, you know, I mean, it, when we're kids, you know, everybody has picked up crayons or a paintbrush or, you know, yeah. a, a yeah. little play guitar or a little, you know, bongo drum or something, you know, I mean, we've all done that. It's to some extent, yes. we, you know, so to me, it's, it's something that's kind of just part of our humanity, something that's in us. And as we grow and mature, some people, I feel like they kind of lose that part of them for whatever reason. And I don't yeah. know why. And I, and other people embrace parts of it or all of it and you know i mean there's some people that freely do all the arts they you know they're musicians and poets and and visual artists and sculptors and they do all of it you know and then there's other people that kind of just really gravitate towards one or the other and, and for, 
why that is, I, I don't know. But I find it I all like yeah. I find it all fascinating, Joe. You know, and and the thing is, is is that, um, no, I think you're right. I think you know whether you're making a rhythm or the things that we've done, and a lot of the show, you know, shows over 200 episodes now, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously themes emerge, and it has to do right. with the people talk about moments where they you know, left the art behind, which is a question, can you do that? You know, because it's part of us, but, you know, left the art behind. Or, you know, I've talked to um, artist uh, Susie DeVille, who's, you know, entrepreneur, business, creativity, you're saying like, look, if you're creating things, you're trying to connect to other people. It might be products, it might be other things. Creativity, Mm -hmm. creativity, creativity. Like it's not, it's not simple, but, but the idea that it's not an either or, Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I am, you know, artist here and I can't do these things that 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 we are that. And I something you mentioned about, um, you know, working in uh, mental mental health in the arts for me, that's that's been the show because Mm -hmm. I announced it as art, philosophy and liberation. And that liberation, Mm -hmm. I think nowadays it's viewed as political. Amen. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But that there's a personal or, or group liberation through the arts that you're like eh, the way i was doing it before nah or an integration of the arts into things or the jump you know i recently interviewed an artist uh, blair borax who was teaching k-12 schools mm. she's on the road hustling doing mm. the art you know so it can take these different yeah. forms but um mm. i find a lot of energy uh in that and i i, I truly believe and in talking to you right now, that art heals. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And yeah. Uh, I think that's what we've been talking about since we chatted. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've done some work with uh, an organization called the Transformative Language Arts Network. I don't know if you've ever heard of them in any other uh, aspect. but And they're, they're kind of just a whole organization that promotes uh, healing, personal healing, community healing through... Uh, how they say the written, spoken, and sung word. Yeah. So you know, and yeah. so it's really a, con- a connection of you know, poets, uh, storytellers, even musicians that you know have maybe more of a political message or inspirational message in their music. Things like sure, you know, and kind of use that as a as an organizing tool. You know, in different ways. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's. And yeah, through that, through my work with them and, you know, going to some of their conferences and things, you just see there's so many people out there that are just using the arts as a way of, you know, not just helping, you know, self-help, but really just helping their communities in like tons of different ways. Like you mentioned working with kids and some people uh, do writing workshops in prisons or with uh, disabled veterans, things like that. Yeah. So many awesome things that are going on out there if you and that's what we're bumping in because i can read i i read your poetry and i know like within that there's this there's this movement towards yeah this is this is the mess but there's something very inspiring about you know how how people use and can create or 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 reconnect um i appreciate that Uh, we've been chatting about art and uh and the role of art i think you probably made some comments on you know the role of art and what what it does but let me ask you a little bit of wrinkle on that given your Mm. previous comments is Mm -hmm. is is the role of art different uh now we're talking july 2023 here um 
it's it's a provocative question. Um, but is is art still just arting, or is there something about somebody who's creating art here in twenty twenty three that its role is different? Hmm. Yeah, I, it's an interesting question because one, it's sort of something that I thought about a lot recently, especially like when coming up with this book, my latest book. Um, there's just all this talk and there's all these things going on now with AI and deep fakes and, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So I feel like we're really kind of at an interesting moment in history <laughs> as far as art and, you know, what is art, you know, yeah. if, if a computer comes out with a, <laughs> a whole slate of, uh, pictures that they put up in a gallery is that art, you know? If, right. If no right. person has anything, you know, or a book they can write, you know, a computer can write, you know, some of these chat uh, GPT and these other AI things nowadays. I mean, they can write whole books themselves, you know? So who's to say? Uh, let me ask you a question about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not to interrupt, but let me ask you a question about that, right? So, um, uh, chat GPT, you know, we're all around humans and I'm around humans are being like, uh, this is my problem, right? This is my personal <laughs> problem. You know, when people are like, oh shit, um, you know, um, there's this type of information we want to display and mm-hmm. they choking it. I haven't used it. I haven't used it. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't as a writer understand in the faintest why I would want anybody or anything producing words for me mm-hmm. as a writer, nice. like as a process thing or any of that type of thing. I can't fathom my act of writing mm. that is connected to any, to, to, to anything. So I can't get off the, I can't get off the hump, but not only that for me, the reaction of others who maybe aren't writers in the way in my head I'm thinking mm-hmm. are like, yo, let's fucking plug it in. Like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why did you give it away? Why mm-hmm. why did you abdicate <laughs> what is yours to others? So I can't even get off the snide, Joe. <laughs> um, is that a writer reaction or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's very, yeah, and and I mean, we're it's so like new and so you know, re, you know, it's so evolving on a day to day basis that we, I can't even really grasp my head around what this might mean, you know, in the future. I mean, you know, and there's, you know, of course, there's the writer strike and the yeah. actor strike going on as we're yeah. speaking right now and things like that. So you know, I mean, oh, what do we do if a computer can just create faces and, and the, and the script and, <laughs> you know, let's figure, let's figure it out, Joe, if we figure it out, or a writer or anybody, you know, I mean, it's technically, I guess, possible now we could have whole movies just made without any human. <laughs> well, that, you know, needed, maybe you know? we trying to dr- drive down and, and, and figure this one out. Yeah. Cause then we have the biggest episode ever. We figured, we right. figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's a yeah. huge issue and you see it uh, come up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. within labor, um, uh, images of actors, uh, mm-hmm. these type of things, things being used into perpetuity, signing off rights. Mm-hmm. Um, but- 
But I mean, at the same time, I, I also have the thought of we don't know what. I mean, people are creative in all kind of ways, and there might be all kind of new ways to use this type of stuff in in ways that we're not even thinking of. But some some artist or somebody out there is going to come up with some out there idea and make some kind of whole new art or something that we're maybe not even imagining right now. So, you know, like anything, I think there's always, whenever new technology comes out, there's always like a a sort of a fear factor of, Oh my God, what what can this mean? But then there could also be other things that we're not thinking of that can be, for our benefit, you know, abs, 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 absolutely true. As far as it being of of use, um, I had a little experiment. Uh, just mm-hmm. my my producer said he said, "Hey, I, I plugged in these things in this chat GPT. It was, it was an experiment, and it was um, mm-hmm. it was Donald Trump um, uh, talking like Donald Duck <laughs> about a particular." About a particular individual. Uh, and this first draft, I mean, getting into it, this first draft, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. And my producer, Peter, said, hey, that's the thing, like, mm. with this type of stuff in writing. Mm. That's the first draft. You know, you, you're, 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 you're laughing away right here. This is the first draft. So you right. see, you see, you know, with me saying not abdicating that type of thing, you right. see that – the grist of the mill in there, people put mm-hmm. the grist in, something comes out like, whoa, you know, so right. there's something going on, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and again, we're just getting the tip of the iceberg right now, so who knows, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, what, you know, what they'll be doing with this stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. We'll find I out. We're trying so. to stay at the cutting edge. <laughs> we're trying to stay at the cutting edge here. It's something rather than nothing. But we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to uh, find out. Okay, I got a big question for you here. Uh, you know, big philosophy question. Um, as 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 we sit down and talking, um, ink related to art as well. Why is there something rather than nothing? I guess. I could answer that. <laughs> I'd have <laughs> again. We could do a mic drop at the end, but give it a exactly. give it a give it exactly. give it a good college try. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, again, I to me, I mean, we'll never. To me, I don't think we'll ever know exactly how it all started you know i mean of course there's the big bang and different theories and things like that of how this whole being right kind of started (laughs) (laughs) that we're in right now yeah um but i think beyond you know the greater sense of something rather than nothing i think we as people have this kind of impulse to continue to add to to whatever there is, you know, and I yeah, mean, as yeah. we've as we've just gone through civilization after civilization over the years, you know, I mean, we're old, for whatever reason that creative impulse is part of us as humans, you know, and we're just always looking for what's the next thing. Okay, we've yeah. got this all built, we've done this. No, that's not good enough. Let, what's the next step? What are we going to add to this? Um, yeah, and I don't know what that is that gives us that kind of 
instinct that we don't necessarily see in other living beings, you know. It's a beautiful instinct. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a beautiful instinct, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, again, uh, that's going back to the title of my book, you know, The Beautiful Ugliness of Being. I feel like it's just, to me, it's just fascinating to watch as, you know, as the world evolves, as people change and society changes, you know, I mean, there are other people that you see try to fight this change, fight that change. No, we got to get this back. <laughs> We've gone too far. Let's go back yeah, to how yeah, it was. It. And, you know, I mean, there's other some people that have that impulse. But to me, it's just kind of just always fascinating just to see, okay, what are, as a collective species of beings that are just always trying to think of the next step, what are we going to think of next? You know, what is what's next to come, you know, and to me, hey. it's just fascinating to see what's. I, 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 I agree. Hey, and yeah. Joe, you're doing Providence college, uh, proud, uh, <laughs> love, love the discussion and love that, love that, co- uh, connection back over there. I was glad to hear, uh, that, uh, into, um, uh, Providence College, and of course, uh, folks, uh, Joe Maldonado, um, uh, really, uh, really great chat with you. Hey, Joe, I want I wanted you to let the listeners know um, where to find your poetry, and uh, for some of the lucky folks who are in the New York City and the boroughs, just in, in general, like maybe where you know you you might pop around, letting the listeners know. Sure, sure, uh, yeah. So. Uh... Again, my latest book, The Beautiful Ugliness of Being, uh, it's available on Amazon uh, through Alien Buddha Press, the publisher. Um, That's only in paperback right now. The other two books of mine, Skeleton American and Subterranean Summer, are also on Amazon. Um, Those are available paperback or uh, ebook, like Kindle versions. And personally, like I said, I host a open mic in uh, Astoria, Queens. It's the first Wednesday every month at Urban Vegan Roots is the name of the place we do it. Um, and yeah, I pop, uh, you'll see me around different poetry events. Uh, most recent, the most recent one is this coming weekend, along at the New York City Poetry Festival. I'll be right. there uh, July 29th. Yeah, Lovely, um, yeah, and again, I'll be. You can follow me on all the social media at Joe Maldonado eighty one. Um, so I'll be posting any upcoming events and things like that. Other places you might be able to find me. You can check. Love it, out. love it. Yeah, I've uh, on the show have had some 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 great poets, and 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 to be honest with you, uh, uh, you know, I've throughout my life I've had more intense, deeper periods of. Of, of reading poetry and recently over the last year uh, maybe year or two with the show and having poets on um really exciting i feel a vibrancy now at the point of the poets putting stuff out and when's this one and trying to get poets on and um had um uh Bunkong uh tuan uh early on uh and is, is a poet joanna valenti who's over in the new york city uh, area um sadie um sadie uh Dupuy and elise Versella and uh just like a lot of a lot of poets over time and a lot more recently poets and writers so i just want to tell you on my side as a as as a, as a host um 
I really enjoy uh, connecting uh, with poetry because some poetry like philosophy has a weird status, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I truly and deeply believe as far as the forms, I think, I think philosophy ultimately is healing and helpful and exploratory. And I think poetry, I think poetry is so, so, so helpful. Um, in, uh, company that you're talking about company Mm. understanding thinking Mm. even sometimes the cadence of the words without meaning the sounds of the words without the meaning and there's not too many places you can go for that type of stuff so Mm. love the philosophy love the poetry (laughs) here on something rather than nothing and um a real pleasure to be able to talk with you, uh, Joe, and, 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 you know, just uh, learn about um, your poetry. And uh, I always find it a kick to um, uh, connect with the East Coast out here uh, from the from the valleys of uh, Oregon and uh, being originally from Pawtucket. I love uh, a lot of representation in New York City. Uh, we should pull, pull those episodes together. But um. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, everybody, check out uh, Joe Maldonado's um, uh, poetry and maybe catch it live because poetry live. It's the bomb. So um, just, again, wanted to thank you, Joe, and uh, thank you for the poetry as well. Thank you for having me. Thanks again. Thanks, brother. This is Something Rather Than Nothing 